planning to walk out in protest of Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. Don't Say Gay Bill, but Governor Ron DeSantis has pledged to sign it. A controversial bill in Florida. Critics call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. The Don't Say Gay Bill and the Trevor Project, along with GLAAD, are standing right behind them. Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, formerly known as the Parental Rights and Education Act or House Bill 1557, passed the Senate floor early March and was recently signed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on March 28th. Following the Senate's decision, protests broke out across the nation, reaching even states far from the legislation, like New York City. This controversial bill quickly became a target for media platforms nationwide. How could a simple bill attract so much attention? Today's episode, Controversies Behind Bill 1557, goes deep into the law, the reaction, and the effect of this act. Stay tuned. I'm Bella Bueno, reporting for Night Voices. The Parental Rights and Education Act was originally filed mid-January. After going through the House and Senate floors, having amendments of the bill altered, the bill finally passed Senate floor on March 8th with a vote of 22-17. to 17. Governor Ron DeSantis then signed the bill on March 28th, 2022, and this current law will go into effect on July 1st of the same year. This law is meant to give parents more power in their child's education. It prohibits instruction of sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through grade 3 and other grades if not deemed age-appropriate by state standards. If this instruction occurs in classrooms, parents can sue the school. Critics of the law believe it can harm youth by making them feel less valid or that their families aren't supported. According to Doug Berg, social worker at Prospect High School, these bills can hurt representation within schools. Public schools are supposed to be about inclusion. They're supposed to be about diversity of thought. They're supposed to be about um, being able to accept other viewpoints. Uh, and I think that uh, when you're restricting discussion of an entire group of people, then you are stopping that discussion and you are blocking those people who identify with that group from seeing representation. Another critic of the bill, among many, is openly gay high school junior Jack Petos. Petos is an activist who attended Flagler Palm Coast High School, and he is a political strategy associate for Gen Z for Change. Petos believes that this legislation won't just harm grades K through 3, but also older students attending public schools. In an interview with ABC News, Jack Petos shares his views on this bill. The vagueness is purposeful in this bill to continue this restriction in later grades. Um, queer people aren't inherently not age appropriate. You know, our existence fosters a more inclusive environment and a more inclusive future. Supporters of this law believe that talk of sexual orientation or gender identity has no place in classroom instruction, especially for that K through third grade level. DeSantis, a clear supporter, shares his views on this legislation, saying that these ideas where youth can, quote, pick genders, shouldn't be at school. And so how many parents want their kindergartners to have transgenderism or something injected into classroom instruction? And so I think those are very young kids. 
Um, I think uh, the legislature is basically trying to give parents assurance that you know they're going to be able to go and this stuff's not going to be there. But there's nothing in the bill that says anything about you can't say or this say. It's basically saying for our youngest students, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six years and seven, do you really want them to be being taught about sexual, and this is any sexual stuff, but I think clearly right now we see a lot of focus on the transgenderism, telling kids that they may be able to pick genders and all that. I don't think parents want that um, for these young kids, and so I think that's what they were trying to do. Now, and, and, I, and I think that's justifiable. I think it's inappropriate to be injecting those matters like a transgenderism into a kindergarten classroom. This law caused many student walkouts across the state of Florida and protests nationwide. Florida students who opposed the bill, whether they are part of the LGBTQ community or an ally, stood holding signs and chanting, We Say Gay. Patos organized a statewide walkout with students from over 20 schools participating in these peaceful protests. While Patos was suspended for distributing pride flags, he was able to get his message across in an interview with ABC News. Well, I organized these statewide, actually, in order to send a meaningful message to Governor DeSantis and the Florida GOP to stop policing our education and to stop hurting marginalized communities in the state of Florida, uh, particularly youth in those communities. Uh, we were so lucky to have over 25 schools partake in these walkouts in which thousands and thousands of students exercise their First Amendment rights in a peaceful manner. Um, you know, at my school in suburban Florida, we had over 500 kids partake, and it was just amazing, the show of support and solidarity and opposition to this push. In addition to this large reaction among Florida residents, there's been many walkouts and protests within Disney after Disney CEO Bob Chapek decided to stay silent on this legislation. Chapek sent a memo to his employees stating that corporate statements did very little to change minds and are often weaponized. This neutral stance in addition to Disney's political donations caused frustration within Disney's LGBTQ community and their allies. Political donations referring to the large sum of money that Disney gives to Florida politics and the fact that that money fell into the hands of all the sponsors and co-sponsors of the Parental Rights and Education Act. Chapek later apologized to employees after seeing the effect of his previous silence. He wrote, It is clear that this is not just about a bill in Florida, but instead yet another challenge to basic human rights. You needed me to be a stronger ally in this fight for equal rights, and I let you down. I'm sorry. In this memo, Chapek says that he's working hard to create a better framework for political giving that ensures that their advocacy better reflects their values. Overall, there have been many strong reactions towards the law within youth, students, allies, actors, politicians, and more. While the law only applies to Florida's public schools, other schools are helping fight for these basic human rights, as Chapek puts it. However, with all this controversy and conflict, Berg believes that this law is being used as a political tool rather than actually trying to help students. Dealing the discussion goes too far in, in a certain direction um, or covers too much material. Well, I mean, who knows what that is? It's sort of a very nebulous type of concept of how how much information is, is being provided and who gets to decide what's too much information. Mm. So essentially you're having parents that are policing um, the, the school curriculum and, and not that parents shouldn't have some idea of what's going on in classes and in schools, but then you have one parent who's making a decision for all the parents, right? 
that's also problematic, I think. So, um, a couple other states already have bills like this similar that are already passed. Do you think something like this could happen in um, in Illinois? Um, I would hope not, uh, and I I am less worried about it happening in Illinois because Illinois tends to be more of a liberal state in terms of those types of issues, um, luckily so. And so I think that uh, um, that that it seems less likely that that would happen. And this this does feel a lot like a like a wedge issue that's just being used as a political kind of a tool. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like it's in the interest, best interest of kids. It just feels like it's sort of a, a way to win votes. While there is much media attention around the Parental Rights in Education Act, this isn't the only legislation that is potentially harmful to the LGBTQ community. According to freedomforallamericans.org, there are over 200 anti-LGBTQ bills in the U.S., two of which are in Illinois. One of those two bans trans students from playing sports in accordance with their new gender identity, which begs the question, could a bill like the one in Florida come to Illinois? Burke believes that the chances are slim, since Illinois tends to be a mainly liberal state. So, if a law like this will likely never reach Illinois, how do schools like Prospect balance parental power with teacher and student independence? Yeah, I think so. I think the TPC is is uh, you know the, the teacher parent um, conference mm-hmm. that that's a way for for parents to have input into the school specifically to prospect, and then I think you know the board of education has open meetings so that parents are able to go and and speak at those meetings and to be able to voice concerns that they may have or you know talk about if they have curriculum issues or or whatever. But then it's it's part of a larger community discussion. It's not part of just one parent. Only time will tell further impact of this bill, but it's safe to say that with the reaction it's kicked up in the last several months, the fight is not going away anytime soon. Thanks for listening. Along Melissa Kim, this is Bella Bueno reporting for Night Voices.